Swami um, Balohatra. Balabhadrananda is here from headquarters in India, in Kolkata, Belormont. And he has been in the order since 1976. He joined in Gold Park, which is our Institute of Culture, under Swami Lokeshwarananda. Some of you, you may have remembered when he came to visit Gloria and Primary. So um, he was there for 26 years, and then he went to Asan Asansol. I never can get that. <laughs> My tongue twists. Asansol, and then in 2012, he came to Bellarmont again as the Assistant General Secretary. Now the General Secretary kind of runs the whole thing. <laughs> and so he's like in there running the whole thing, making sure we're all behaving right. <laughs> and this is his first visit to the United States. He will be one of the speakers at the um, World's Parliament of Religions in Chicago. And I've just seen online that if you sign up, they're going to have online links. I think you have to pay to join them. Um, so we're extremely honored to have him here this evening. And he is going to be speaking on Holy Mother, which is one of our favorite subjects. Please, Swami. So I offer my salutations to Sri Ramakrishna, Sharada Devi, Shami Vivekananda. I offer my salutations to all the prophets of all religions, Jesus, Buddha, and all the prophets. I offer my rigors and best wishes to all the Sannashinis, Brahmacharinis, Sannashin, Sannashi, and yourself present in the audience. <laughs> so I have been given this topic, probably Shami, uh, pro not probably, Shami Sarvodevanandaji has chosen this topic for me, Holy Mother Vedanta in practice. Sri Ramakrishna says, we'll follow Sri Ramakrishna as he says in the Gospel, that whenever we assume human body, we have to come in the domain of the Divine Mother, Adyashakti, primordial energy. Even a Divine Incarnation or Avatar, Shuddha Brahma, pure Brahman is above Adyashakti or primordial energy or Divine Mother, because Divine Mother is the power of Shuddha Brahma. But whenever even Shuddha Brahma thinks, the word think is not appropriate regarding Shuddha Brahma, but I have to, we have to use some language. Uh, language is always imperfect, we know to grasp or say anything about the ultimate truth, but we have to, for our, in this relative world, for our daily living, daily interaction, language, 
we have to use some language however imperfect language may be in the relative world language is very much useful so whenever shuddha brahma thinks of assuming human body for our good not to serve any purpose of the shuddha brahma shuddha brahma also has to come under the sway of the divine mother sri ramakrishna says this that with the power of the divine mother avatar performs his divine sports or leela so even avatar is subservient not only as uh, to adya shakti or divine mother we know that shami vivekananda placed holy mother on a higher pedestal than sri ramakrishna so we cannot take it only as an uh, emotional exuberance uh, in this from this point of view also that is true shuddha brahma sri ramakrishna uh, i mean holy mother is higher than sri ramakrishna then our subject is holy mother vedanta in practice in fact each of the holy tries life uh, are is embodiment of vedanta they are all each of them uh, is vedanta in practice sri ramakrishna holy mother says about sri ramakrishna holy mother herself says about sri ramakrishna that sri ramakrishna was adwaita you know that context that shami vivekananda established mayabuti adwaita ashram a center where only where god will be worshiped while the ultimate spiritual principle will be i mean uh, where the ultimate only the impersonal truth impersonal uh, formless truth will be i mean seekers will practice only to attain in that aspect impersonal aspect formless aspect god will be uh, i mean contemplated in is impersonal and formless aspect so when my shami vivekananda once only he went to mayavati ashram uh, because captain shivier passed away uh, to console mrs shivier when shami vivekananda went there he found that one of his disciple and one of one was disciple of holy mother both are monks they kept sri ramakrishna's photo in their room and offered flower and shami vivekananda was very much Uh, displeased at that and as we have heard from <laughs> lokeshwarananda ji that the language shami vivekananda used that is not in our books that ekhaneu sei dariwala buro here also i have to find that bearded old man like that <laughs> in this language he expressed his annoyance shami vivekananda directly did not say that remove these photos of sri ramakrishna but they got uh, they re- they realized i mean the shami ji was displeased so they removed it then but the doubt was there for two years they harbored the doubt in them and though they did not ask any one consult with anyone but that was there so shami vivekananda passed away on 4 july 2000, uh, 1902 in that very month itself you'll find 
and Bimala Nandoji and probably uh, who was it was Viraja Nandoji. They wrote a letter to Holy Mother. Only a few days after Swami Vivekananda passing away. So, so I mean, um, important was that question, that doubt uh, for them to, uh, the solution of that doubt was so important for them that they wrote a letter that this has happened, we have removed, but we've, we cannot understand. Uh, Shamiji, everything was Sri Ramakrishna. Because of Sri Ramakrishna, only Shamiji is what Shamiji is. And uh, his photo also we cannot keep here. What do you say? Then Holy Mother wrote this. Holy Mother wrote, Sri Ramakrishna was Adduito. He did not say Sri Ramakrishna was Adduitin. Shankari Prasad Bhushu paid a great importance to this, I mean, choice of word that not Adduito, but not Adduitin, but Adduito. So by this, Holy Mother wanted to mean that Sri Ramakrishna was the embodiment of that supreme Advaitic principle. As you are follower of that Guru, you are all Advaitin. I have no doubt to say that you all are Advaitin. So we know that Sri Ramakrishna, his Holy Mother himself said that uh, Sri Ramakrishna was uh, Advaitin. And Shamiji made this, and Vedanta does not mean only Advaita Vedanta. We should keep, keep it in mind. Even Kali Puja is Vedanta. Shami Turiyanandoji was asked by Shamiji to preach only Vedanta here. And you will find in Shanti Ashram, Turiyanandoji is talking of Divine Mother all the time. Not all the time, he is talking of Advaita Vedanta also. But very often he is asking his disciples to depend on Divine Mother. He himself also depended on Divine Mother. So, everything is Vedanta. There is a book by Shami Tapasyanandaji, Vedantic Bhakti Schools of Vedanta. So, Vedanta does not mean only Advaita Vedanta. It includes Advaita, Dvaita, Vishishta Advaita, everything. So, Shamiji uh, wanted to make this Vedanta practical Vedanta. This, this phrase practical Vedanta is contribution of Shami Vivekananda. And uh, uh, he was motivated by Sri Ramakrishna's example, in Sri Ramakrishna, he found living examples of Vedanta. This, this things, these incidents, we know that uh, uh, Sri Ramakrishna is looking at the at the green meadow in Dakshineshwar, uh, last green meadow in the Dakshineshwar temple premises, and he became one with that. Uh, so much so that one gentleman somebody walked over the grass and he felt that somebody actually walked over his chest and she uh, screamed in pain. Then two boatsmen, he was sitting on the uh, bank of the river in Dakshinasa temple premises and a boat was passing in the mid-Ganga and two boatmen were quarreling among themselves. One maybe the father and another maybe his son. So they are quarreling, Sri Ramakrishna observing them, listening to them from a, a quite a good, considerable distance. Suddenly, uh, that old boatman slept roughly on the back of uh, another boatman and immediately that, that younger boatman cried out in pain and here on the bank, Sri Ramakrishna also screamed in pain. And Hidai came running and he saw actually marks of fingers on Sri Ramakrishna's back. 
Then Narendranath once asked Sri Ramakrishna when uh, towards the end of his I mean life uh, he contracted cancer and he could not eat at all. So Narendranath one day said Divine Mother listens to all your prayers so why not please pray to Divine Mother so that you can eat at least little amounts to sustain your body. Then Sri Ramakrishna says never have I uh, prayed for my physical convenience or comfort, so I cannot pray for that. Then Narendana said that for us, not for yourself, we'll be happy. So for our sake, you please pray this, pray for this to the Divine Mother. And so we know so much Sri Ramakrishna was fond of Narendana, so much he uh, used to love Narendana. If somebody would praise Narendra, Sri Ramakrishna said, he must be a good soul because he has praised Narendra. <laughs> so he could never, mostly he could not turn down uh, Narendra's request. So she prayed to the Divine Mother that, uh, yes, Mother, see that I can take a little. And then he came back from the temple and said that I should not have listened to you. <laughs> I, I got very much ashamed hearing what Mother said. Mother showed you all and said that are not you taking uh, through, through so many mouths, still you want to take in your own mouth only. So this is the thing, practical Vedanta, these living examples of Vedanta, Shami Vivekananda said. Also, uh, I mean, uh, from the past also, he, in this idea gradually developed in him. In the past also, we have seen, Shamiji says, that some of the kings, like Janako, uh, they realized the Vedantic truth, of uh, ultimate Vedantic truth. And their king, that means, is one of the busiest of men they were. Uh, still, they could, uh, I mean, uh, leave Vedanta. So, and also, he cites the example of Kurushetra. Gita is nothing but Vedanta only. Vedanta was advised, Vedanta was taught in the battlefield. So, in this battlefield of life also, we can, uh, we can listen to Vedanta, practice Vedanta, and we can realize Vedanta. That is why Swami Vivekananda said that soul, this gem of a philosophy, which was so long confined, uh, uh, to the uh, handful of recluses on the, in the forests and caves that should be brought out from there to the use of everybody. Everybody, so that using this Vedanta, one can have Abhuda as well as Nishtresha. Our dharma uh, does not say uh, that everybody have to strive at this point itself, at this point of life itself for Nisriyasa. You can strive for material prosperity, you can strive for Nisriyasa also. Nisriyasa means ultimate spiritual realization. Uh, attaining that, you feel, you become fulfilled from within. Uh, in, and you feel that you don't uh, need anything. So, Abhuda and Nisriyasa, both are possible. Uh, uh, in, uh, for both. This Vedanta can be used by everybody. That is a Swamiji's famous uh, saying is there that if a student uh, practices Vedanta, if a student, if he practices Vedanta, he will think that I am the self. So if a student uh, practices Vedanta, he will be a better student. If a lawyer uh, practices Vedanta, he will be a better lawyer. 
a clerk will be a better clerk and a spiritual aspirant will surely uh, attain the ultimate uh, ultimate brahmanhood which is the ultimate goal of vedanta so this whatever shamiji says uh, we know that uh, the speciality uniqueness of ramakrishna mission is this one is we respect all religions as to and another is as our spiritual practices not only we do only the conventional sadhanas like japa meditation pilgrimage bhajan etc or reading of holy books etc we do work also intensely active all the monks of the ramakrishna mission are uh, always uh, engaged monks and nuns of the ramakrishna order are always found to be engaged in work and also shivogane jive seva Shivogane Jive Shabha, we know, in presence of Shami Ji, Sri Ramakrishna uttered it, or Narendranath, he was then, uh, nobody could uh, find anything, I mean, extraordinary in that, but only Shami Ji understood, and he said that, uh, if time be, will be propitious, I'll spread it uh, everywhere, and he did that. So, Shivogane Jive Shabha, service, looking upon human beings as the living God, and work, in a spirit of worship these are our speciality but the root is this root is this that our idea is this that everything every being is brahman shami ji in a lecture uh, the uh, god in every being he says this that our upanishad say that tagena ek amritottam anushu without uh, renunciation only Uh, on the basis on the with the strength of renunciation you can attain that state of immortality surely what the sages say must be true but he gave a new definition of renunciation but do you mean ramaji says uh, by renoun- renouncing means what you will have to leave your uh, near and dear ones and you will have to retire in the forest you have to go in the forest and caves and Uh, do your spiritual practices if you do that we'll co- we cannot but call you human brutes but that is not renunciation uh, instead you change your outlook on this world so far you have never seen anything other than god you have always interacted with god so, but only this difference that so far you have uh, taken god for uh, man or animal all these days immersed in the ocean of god i am also god everything every being is god if i am immersed in ocean above is water below is all everywhere is water but actually i am immersed in the ocean of god god everywhere i do not understand but this is the truth this is the truth if i realize now just now just to sarvani bhutani atmaneva punupashyati sarvabhuteshu jatva this is the ultimate truth so everywhere i will see me uh, everywhere uh, It, this will be God only, and this is truth. Truth is such that even if I, I do not understand it, or I, I am not ready to accept it, it will work upon me. Just as I think of the uh, law of gravitation, it is a truth. Uh, small babies, uh, they do not know about this truth or uh, Newton or gravitation, but for that, this truth does not allow any concession for the waves. Eh? Similarly, this is the truth. This is the ultimate truth. So, and it is said, uh, it is there uh, probably in the Vashyo, uh, so far as I remember, Vashyo of the second chapter of Gita, when the Sthita Prakra Lakshmano 
is being described there shankaracharya makes this statesman very short pithy statesman that kritartha lakshanaani yani tani sadhanaani kritartha lakshanaani means uh, what are the natural characteristics of a realized soul for a realized soul this is the natural characteristics that he sees god everywhere and i am a spiritual aspirant i am a sadhaka i am not i am i have not reached that state but that will be my sadhana what is what is his spontaneous characteristics i will try to impress upon me or i will try to follow this or i will try to grasp that that may be uh, this is not uh, deceiving myself sthita pragya sthita pragya means you remain unperturbed uh, in uh, complete uh, opposite situations for the realize all this is very natural in pleasure and pain they remain uh, unperturbed and for me in pleasure and pain i cannot remain unperturbed why i know the uh, i know theoretically i have learned that ideal and i have also contemplated on it and understood that that is a very and that is an ideal uh, worth for striving so i try to also remain unperturbed in the face of sorrow in the face of pleasure so kritartha lakshanani yani tani sadhanani that will be our sadhana so a kritartha a realized soul will realize that everything is god every being is god so i am not a realized soul but but i am a sincere spiritual seeker so for me what will be that whatever work i'll do work is done for a human being only it concerns a human being that human being whether i understand or not is god so work will be worship i am serving someone i may forget i am i may serve you uh, looking upon a man who is who has some want but i'll try to impress upon myself that you are god and that is the truth that i look upon you as a human being is not truth that your god Uh, though i uh, do not understand at this point uh, that you are god that is the that is the truth so whatever swami ji said that special that work is worship or shivogane jive seva are all attempts are all means to practice that concept of practical vedanta and she mars i mother's life mother's whole life is an expression of this vedanta in practice mother uh, you see uh, 150 years back jarmbati is a remote village in india mother will serve prasad to whoever will come they will belong to various castes and mother belong to the highest caste brahmin caste but after they have t- after they have taken their prasad mother himself will clean the place and even remove the leftovers so one of the mother's nieces said mago chhotris jater eto kurochho chhotris jata the ever you are cleaning the leftovers of 36 castes by 36 castes is been innumerable castes various castes their mother's simple answer chhotris kothay sob je amar why do you say i am 
removing or cleaning the leftovers of thirty. Why do you look upon them as belonging to innumerable caste? They, chotish ko thashab jama. They all belong to me. This is the practical expression of Vedanta. Vedanta says we are all divine. We are not body. We are not mind. We are not uh, intelli- intellect. Also, we are not this fragmented ego. Also, behind all this, so we are all divine. Divine means that which is unlimited. We, from our heart, from our being, we always hate limitedness. So, divinity means Vedanta gives us a uh, unlimited identity. Shami Vivekananda is giving one lecture here in the U.S. And one lady is weeping after listening to his lecture. Why are you weeping? Weeping in joy, because that man has given me eternal life, eternal identity. This eternal identity is divinity. So Vedanta says that you are all divine, and in that divine identity only, not in any material sort of identity, not in terms of electron, proton, neutron, or subatomic particles. In that. Identity also may be one, but in that divine identity, on the basis of that identity, you are one with every being, everything. So this divine oneness, that is the core message of Vedanta. Whether you follow the path of uh, Dvaita or Vishishta Dvaita or Advaita, ultimately you realize. Eh? Ultimately, we have. I mean, believe that you are. You have uh, some divine element in you. Somewhere. Somehow I am, I am related with God. Somehow I am related with Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother, and we consider them divine. And in that identity, uh, we are all one. There is a famous, popular song on Sri Ramakrishna in Bengali, written by uh, Shami. Um, what is in probably yes, Chandikananda ji. Ramakrishna bedi tole mora miliyachi ekpran. All of us. Have assembled at the feet of, at the altar of Sri Ramakrishna, and that is how you feel. All of us are one. Miliyachi ek pran, one soul we have become. So, some divinity we live in. Some divinity is there. I am connected with some divine existence, and in that divine existence, I feel oneness with all. This is Vedanta, and what Sri Ramakrishna Holy Mother says and practices. That Chhotrish Kotha, you are talking of innumerable caste. I don't see innumerable. They all belong to me. So these are uh, these are there. My holy mother very often he would say like this. More than that, uh, he live like this, and he's and she is saying this. Shadhan korte korte dekbe. As you continue your shadhan, spiritual practices, you will find that he who is in you is existing in all equally in the. In the high as well as in the lowly, and that famous statement we all know: "Amjad is my son, uh, as Sharot is. Who is Sharot and who is Amjad? Holy Mother knows very well, very well. When Amjad passed away, uh, Amjad was a decoyed robber, and not only that, he was he belonged. To, uh, I mean, he was a Muslim at that time, hundred and. Fifty uh, years back, in a village, uh, to uh, I mean, to behave well with the Muslim, 
was uh, very much i mean objected in this society but sri ramakrishna says amjad also is my child just as sharoti is sharoti means shami sharadananda sri ramakrishna holy mother knows the stature of sharadananda ji once sharadananda ji was uh, very kind hearted and after uh, he would be always uh, i mean he will be always helping uh, poor people and others Uh, and nobody will know that so one day he did uh, some uh, such act of helping some needy people and when holy mother came uh, holy mother came to know she was very pleased and at that time she said did you did you notice how great is sharod's heart there may be many brahmogos many may be brahmogos but all the brahmogos not necessarily have such a big heart large heart you will not find such a big heart after narendra anywhere narendra is first <laughs> vivekananda is first you will not find such large heartedness next to narendra you will not find such la- such large heartedness anywhere not in bangladesh and in bengal not in india not in the whole world so Uh, holy mother was aware of sharod's stature he was of aware of amjad's stature also so when amjad passed away i also doubted that <laughs> he has not he has not forsaken <laughs> that practice of robbery <laughs> so still to her to mother's eyes to mother's heart sharod and amjad uh, were equal <coughs> and everyone in the universe is brahman we said sarvam khallidam brahman every everything is in the universe is brahman holy mother also said it, she did not use the word brahman instead she used the word santan brahmando jure shobai amar santan everyone everyone in this universe is my child i look upon everyone as my child as well as narayana i look my look upon every child everyone as my child as well as veritable uh, image of god according to in the practical vedanta shami ji gave a series of four lectures uh, i mean entitled practical vedanta in london there shami ji says that in one place that real activity according to vedanta means intense activity along with intense calmness in holy mother we find this always active she would say that everybody should remain active especially women folk they should always remain active and she, she was so so intensely active and always helping others and also her special characteristics was that calmness sharadananda ji says have you seen notice mother that her family was a uh, i mean a very peculiar one very challenging uh, <laughs> challenging in the sense if everybody will be good you can have a strategy <laughs> and everybody will be bad 
then also you can make a strategy. But it is a mixture of extremes, eh? extreme characters. Sharadanandi is there. He is also included in his family. And they are very selfish, petty-minded brothers are there. Their nieces are there. Some of them are insane also. At least one was insane. So the sanest as well as <laughs> insane, both are there in her family. But in all situations, mother is always calm. And everybody, everybody, not only the good one, not only the sadhus one or the devotees one or the, I mean, direct disciples. Even they, they those, I mean, these brothers and nieces, uh, who are causing uh, anxiety <laughs> to Holy Mother, they also think that Holy Mother is my own. If there is nobody, uh, Holy Mother is there. They are all have taken refuge in Holy Mother. So, as Swamiji says, that intense activity will be there as well as intense uh, calmness will be there. And that is a sign of uh, practical Vedanta uh, that you always find in Sri Ramakrishna. And in that very lecture, one of that lecture, Swamiji says, in more than one place, Swamiji has always said this, that love is Vedanta. This is a new thing we hear, love is Vedanta. Compared with intellect, Swamiji will pay importance to love. Swamiji says, intellect is only sweeper. It will, it will sweep clean the path that you intend to uh, traverse. But love, that takes you forward. So love is Vedanta because it makes for oneness. Makes for with love if I love you I'll I'll feel unified with it. And mother's life is one of all love. Vedanta is practice where we are uh, our title is Vedanta in practice. This Vedanta is expressed in mother's life in love more than anything else. Love only uninterrupted, indiscriminate love for all. Mothers once said to a small child, how to love all equally? Mother said that, not to a small child, one devotee asked, how to, how can we have equal love for all? Then mother said, you will love everybody and won't expect anything in return. Then only, your uh, your love will be, I mean, then only you will be able to love everybody equally. So, mother, mother, we have always found in mother that love. And Shami Vivekananda, if we, if, we, uh, if we discuss this, if you are to say, what is the unique message of Sri Ramakrishna and Vivekananda? In one word, we can say that practical Vedanta. How to make this Vedanta of the forest uh, applicable in our day-to-day life? That is the unique contribution of some, I mean, Ramakrishna Vivekananda. And the means are this, that we will do our conventional sadhanas like japa, meditation, etc. Uh, that is uh, clearly known to us as sadhana. That we will do. Along with that, as we have seen, I will just discuss, along with that, we have to perform all our work, I mean, attentively, perfectly, in a spirit of worship, in a spirit of offering at the feet of the 
same God whom I am trying to see in my heart when I am trying to meditate. And service also. Swami Brahmananda used to say, used to advise the sadhus and brahmacharis as a formula as though that meditate, meditate, meditate and serve his creatures. So meditate is the conventional form of sadhana. Then you serve, serve his creatures, looking upon them as Lord itself. So uh, if only Sri Ramakrishna and Vivekananda would have been there and there would have been no Sharada Devi, what would have been, what would have been the condition? Would have said uh, Avatar is not for only Shonashin, we would have said that this ideal of practical Vedanta, it may be very good, very worthwhile, but both Sri Ramakrishna and Vivekananda were Shonashin. But the majority of the people of this world will always remain householder. It would never be that majority will turn to Shonnasho. Only once such attempt was done in the Buddhistic period and the result was that, Swamiji said this, the result was that, that everybody cannot uh, grasp the high ideal of, and that, that is very natural, the high ideals of Shonnasho. So the highest ideal of Shonnasho, they dragged down. That is why uh, whole Buddhism uh, got degraded. So that will never be, but Avataro, both are Avatar. Sri Ramakrishna is Avatar, Avatar of the God, and Holy Mother is the Avatar of Goddess. So both are Avatar. We are fortunate that in this age, both the Avatar uh, were active for our good. So, um, <coughs> but Avataro, is never for only householders, only shonnashins. They are for entire humanity. And always the majority of the humanity will remain householder. So, if only these two characters would have been among us, Sri Ramakrishna and Swami Vivekananda, we would have, th- we would have thought like this, that uh, however great this ideal be, however a noble this ideal be, this ideal of practical Vedanta, it is not for the common uh, run of people, those who are in the household. So it is only for the handful of Sharnashins. But Holy Mother, actually Holy Mother uh, make the divine mission of the avatar of this complete. So Holy Mother, though she was uh, a renunciate at heart, for her divine sport or lila, she remained at the heart of Shangsharo or household life. And there, his, her family is more challenging than any of the householders because of what I mentioned just, that all the extreme, all peculiar, in the, in the good sense also, all the extreme, I mean, uh, people of extreme natures are there, good as well as bad. So, her problem was, her family was more challenging but being in that family, she led a God-centered life, looking upon all as the children of God or as expression of the same God. So, it is, we can say that Holy Mother, because of Holy Mother only, he, she has made practical Vedanta, practical for the majority of people, majority of humankind. This is the uh, 
unique contribution of Holy Mother. And also you should keep in mind that Holy Mother is an ideal not only for the householders. Householder or monks or nuns, householder or renunciate, Holy Mother is ideal for all. Holy Mother is an ideal not for women only. Women and men alike, she is ideal for all. Anybody has to deal with, I mean, uh, uh, several persons, man management, as we can say. Anybody is to required uh, to do man management should learn from Holy Mother. Holy Mother is our ideal. And if we can shape our daily life without knowing anything about scriptures or holy books, if we can just shadu or renunciate or householder alike, if we shape our daily life after the daily life of Holy Mother uh, and do nothing. If sincerely, we are trying to mold our daily life after the kind of daily lives Holy Mother's spent. Then without knowing anything about scriptures or anything, I believe uh, that we can attain that spiritual state which our ancient Vedic seers as well as the seers of the modern age have attained. So this is a few thoughts uh, I, I mean regarding Holy Mother uh, I have to share with you and I have If you ask me, I'll also ask. <laughs> if you don't ask, I'll not ask. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. Eh? While discussing the question, new questions come. Hmm? Everybody, everybody loves Holy Mother, I have experienced. Eh? Without knowing what Vedanta or not Vedanta or what is the... She's such... Uh, everybody loves. You see, I can narrate some story. Eh? How. When I, I was instu at Institute of Culture for 27 years, and probably I have met both the nuns present here. One I can remember, and I think I have met you also, Krishna Pranaji. Krishna Pranaji, rightly? Yes. yes. So, therefrom, a book was published uh, in Bengali, Shatarupa Sharada, uh, the first of its kind. It was an anthology on various aspects of Holy Mother, Shatarupa Sharada. So, uh, it was published at that time. I was not in charge of the publication, but I was assistant. I enjoyed, I mean, very much uh, working for this book. So, one day what happened, the in-charge Maharaj was a little in charge of the publication department. Uh, the monk was the in charge of the publication department. He was senior to me by three or four years uh, in age, in Shannasho, two years. So. He used to look after the book sales department also, book section also. So, uh, there are some, I mean, problem. Problem in this, that one rickshaw puller, <laughs> he has come uh, uh, at the end of the day almost to purchase that book, Shaturupa Sharada. It cost then uh, 35 rupees. First edition has been published. It is... Um, in 1985 perhaps, 1985. So, but he has brought only 25 rupees. 
<laughs> so he wants he has no money but he would take this book then what to do the uh, workers or volunteers at the i mean desk they brought that gentleman to that shamiji shankar maharaj to him the what has happened can you read well, no i cannot read <laughs> then why do you purchase this book that book was published yesterday only on the previous day only yesterday a, a lady uh, was leaving from uh, your institution with this book in hand and he hired my rickshaw and i looking at the cover co- on the cover holy mother's photo is there so looking at the cover i felt i lost my mother when i was a small boy looking at this place i felt it is my mother so the whole day he has earned 25 rupees and immediately when he thought that it it won't be more than 25 immediately has come to the shop to us to purchase that book and our maharaj gave him allowed him to take that book this is not one one incident so many incidents eh? you have got it and another incident i mentioned he was a disciple of one lady was probably now he has passed away he was a disciple of vidasharananda uh, ji maharaj nice devotee probably nice devotee but he, with the domestic help he was a nomen he she used to behave very badly and rudely she domestic help will be uh, i mean was a part of their family she was staying there for years but still she would behave with her very badly one day uh, i mean it was she went too far she she kicked that domestic mate and domestic she was hurt more mentally than physically and she said the thakur is there the master is there to look upon this so what happened uh, that after a few de- from after a few days uh, that uh, lady i mean the that landlady we can say i mean that lady of the house uh, she started suffering from a pain in his leg so for years she was suffering she went to all sorts of doctor all doctors all sorts of treatment ayurveda allopathy homeopathy but uh, i mean of no use then she was admitted to our hospital shiva pratishthan in kolkata and that domestic help is still there in there working in that household so she could not sleep at night because of pain so one day to uh, i mean uh, probably surely she had uh, slept towards the in the early hours of and that day she saw in dream that holy mother has come and she had an angry look <laughs> angry look and angrily he she is saying yes this will not be cured no doctor would be able to cure it do you remember two years or three years back you behaved in this manner with that uh, woman that domestic help and yes yes my mother please forgive me forgive me she was weeping in dream well why are you begging forgiveness of me mother said i am for i am i cannot do anything you have to beg forgiveness of her so when the next morning that lady came with pot of food etc then catching hold of her hands she requested her to forgive 
her and she she forgave and it was cured <laughs> so it is there so mother is watching us mother was very careful to i mean always say that don't hurt anybody even by word to radhu you'll say she will say the mishti katha bol be sweet tongued <laughs> so this is there mother is everywhere so following mother's life mother's way of dealing with others that is very all sadhus lokeshwarandi ji always used to say like mother like mother we all should be whether we are male or female monk or nun or household we have all to we have to all follow mother we have to be like mother everybody of us every one of us okay so it is only 5 minutes to 6 i think we can now disperse mantra jananing saradam devim ramakrishnam jagat gurum पादपद्मे तय श्रुवा प्रणमा मुहुर्मु